You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of the TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today, as always, are my good friends, <laughs> Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. Howdy. And hanging around, trying to get in our laps, are uh, Walter the Wonder Dog and uh, Bashir and Archer my Aussies. Petra came without a dog today. Yeah, they're all at home. <laughs> I know, but I can't wait from work. Oh, all right, we forgive uh, you. Excuses, excuses. Well, we may forgive you. I don't know if Keely will. <laughs> no, no. You know, if I got home before I came here, it'd be the between the horses and the dogs. Don't leave! <laughs> Feed me! <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> the, the Aussies are here saying they'll help. <laughs> anyway, today... Um, can you believe it, listeners? We've been doing this for a little over a year now. We've got a year's worth of podcasts up on the on the, on the website. I just can't believe it. That's incredible. <laughs> I knew we had a lot to say. A, a whole year, <laughs> a whole year worth of us. Aren't you? Aren't you lucky? <laughs> anyway, this uh, this podcast we want to talk again about uh, the holidays and holiday safety with your pet. I'd like you to go back and listen to last year's. We talked about Thanksgiving and Christmas. All of the safety things that we listed are still obviously very important. We're going to build on that in today's show, though, by talking also about boarding your dog, pet sitters. If you decide to do that, how to find a good place, how to get your dog ready for it, how to get your pet sitter ready for your dog, (laughs) and some ideas to think about before you make that decision. So we've got to take a moment for our sponsors. Hold on. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. world. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From speed drawing and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz. With me are Petra and Kate. And we're talking about the upcoming holidays and holiday safety. Next week is Thanksgiving. I can hardly believe it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> well, that's because you got a whole week off. I know. <laughs> Who's cooking the turkey? She is. Whoa. And you're still looking forward to it. Yeah. Yes. Cool. <laughs> but we know how Patriot cooks. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, I've gotten better. <laughs> so. Mom will be there. My oh, mom oh, will be there. Okay. All right. <laughs> I got backup. Okay. All right. I was going to say we go shopping for Kayla and get some turkey TV dinners. <laughs> What was it three years ago? I was it was a very sad one for me where I had the uh, the those little luncheon meats and cracker all in. A oh, <laughs> that was my Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, but at least I got a turkey flavored one. But well, we lunchables. Also, that's it. We also, oh my gosh, <laughs> we also extended invitations to you and you didn't take I them know, up. No, actually, I went for a lovely hike with my dogs. Yes, I know, but you had a choice. I did. I did. <laughs> Um, anyway, Thanksgiving, obviously the turkey carcass, that is so dangerous, and so many dogs end up in, in the vet. Irresistible. Yeah, it's irresistible. So many dogs end up in uh, the emergency vet clinics because they've raided the trash can, gotten hold of the well, most turkey bones. Wait, don't even go that far. How many times have they taken off the counters? <laughs> you are so busy trying to get you know your stuffing and everything else going. How many horror stories do we hear every year? The dog who doesn't counter surf saw the turkey and pulled it off onto the ground, <laughs> you know, and hasn't even been cut into or taken a bite of yet. Forget the counter right off the table, you know. Oh, we, yeah, we still hear those horror stories. <laughs> yeah. Keep an eye on your pooch. It's just almost irresistible for them. So uh, don't put them in a position of having to decide. And then all the other stuff that goes with it. The stuffing, the gravy, the giblets, the mm-hmm. grease from the pan. I mean, I let my after we're all done. I mean, I'll take little pieces, but not a lot. Oh, especially Depending, the giblets. Yeah, and yeah. just cut them up and have them aside so they're cubed up. And then I mix them in with the regular food, just so they keep regular, you know. And not from the table. Not from the table. And watch out for Grandma and Grandpa and Aunt Betty and all those that are slipping them just one little piece. Yeah. And somebody else slips them one little piece. One little piece, ten people later. Right. Like, Whoa. <laughs> That's ten little pieces. Especially the fatty little piece I wasn't going to eat anyway. 
Or the huge chunk of skin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, there's never any. No, that goes to me. Yeah. <laughs> Especially crispy and seasoned, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, we're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> now, what happens should people sneak your dog too much stuff and he has gastrointestinal upset? Well, first I slap the relative. No. Um, <laughs> ah, <a> bad relative. <laughs> Pepto-Bismol is a wonderful thing, but keep an eye on them, too. Um, if if they've got bone along with overindulgence, don't wait. Get them into the emergency. And so some of the symptoms, diarrhea, obviously, oh, vomiting. Oh, that's number one. <laughs> diarrhea, yeah. vomiting. Sometimes you can even hear the stomach from the other side of the room. Gurgle, gurgle, <laughs> blah, 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 you know. Or the well, your ex- body's, extreme flatulence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or just your dog's personality sure you'll know right away it's something's not got a belly ache. right mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah uh. obviously if there's any blood in either the diarrhea or the vomit that's the key sign that means a trip to the emergency vet no matter what the fee gagging yeah. coughing pawing at the mouth yes mm-hmm. yeah but hopefully all will be well just a uh, little bit of warning for you take care yeah. And then don't just wrap the carcass in the pasta bag and dump it into the trash. Which is inside your yard. And then put the yard. lid on. Yeah, it's inside your yard. And then you put the lid, but the carcass is right there. They can still smell it, and you'll have another mess. I either take the trash can, put it outside where your dog can't get to it. That's the, the right. best thing. You know. well, or a couple of good concrete blocks on top of it. Bury it down under, dop deep down beneath. Floor, <laughs> down deep. <laughs> Down, so you can't get to it. <laughs> Listen to you two. Have you never heard of turkey broth stock? Oh, Boil sorry. the heck out of that carcass. <laughs> no, I, I have to tell you no. Kate's <laughs> looking at us like, what are you guys talking about? Are you throwing away a perfectly good carcass? <laughs> no. Okay. Have to admit, in 34 years of marriage, no, I've never done that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's okay, wonderful scratch stuff. that. Just send it all to Kate. There you go. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm gonna get frozen chicken carcasses. <laughs> I mean, even if you wrap it up and freeze it till you're ready to make the broth, I mean, you know, you can. It's wonderful stuff. But broth comes in a cardboard carton and you just pop the top ah, and pour it out. Well, at least you got the cardboard up the can. But yeah. okay. Um, you throw it away. You know, a good stock pot of stuff there. Besides, no, you've already spent right. all day cook, cook, yeah, cutting the celery and the too. onion and the carrot. You might as well. Throw Make it a little bit more into the stock pot. <laughs> yep. And even if you only use it but, for your dog's food, it's wonderful stuff. Oh, true. See? <laughs> See, she okay. got us. She, she will deprive herself, but she won't deprive her <laughs> yeah. dogs. Okay, so these podcasts are very informational, and sometimes <laughs> yeah. we learn, too, <laughs> from each other. Love it. Love it. All righty then. <laughs> Just go easy on the onions and the stock, because onions can have problems for some dogs, causing some anemia. So there you go. Take your carcass, stick it in a stock pot, and boil the heck out there of it. There you go. <laughs> Got it. And by oh. then, it's usually like trash day, and then you can just put those bones right out there on the curb. Problem solved. There you go. See? Aren't you guys are worried about it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. After you finish boiling the heck out of that carcass... Then you're going to start putting up Christmas decorations. Ah, tinsel everywhere. Yes, and again, we... Day after Thanksgiving, you start decorating. Yep. And again, uh, last year's podcast, we talked a lot about that, about uh, Christmas trees, lights. There's a guy in my neighborhood that's 
broken the unwritten rule. What did he do? Put As it up of be- two days ago, his yard is filled with the Santa Claus and the sleigh and the snowman that inflates and deflates. And I, he must have eight different oh, things. Oh, no. That one better than that. Oh. In my neighborhood, the day after Halloween, no. oh, Christmas shit. tree, in the, Christmas tree, full-size Christmas tree in the front, in the front uh, living the room window. Halloween? Yes. That's wrong. Yes. That's wrong. I took a double take. No. Now, I, I do see why Walmart and some of the stores put it up the day after Halloween. Which because is annoying, but still. You it's a, it's annoying, but people have to spread things out over several paydays. So I can almost kind of, sort of, see that. But decorating the but house... But when they change the music to match, drives me crazy. Well, anyway. Luckily, I don't think our local one had done that yet. Oh, good. Yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> this is turning into my personal things that make me irritated. Right now. Okay. Um, anyway... <laughs> So we won't go into a whole lot of detail about Christmas decorating again. We'll just say, check out last year's podcast if you hadn't listened to it. We don't need to duplicate. Well, I do think one thing is worth reminding What's is that? that ornaments on a tree can look an awful lot like the play balls. Yes, they can. Toys, yes, yes, toys. Can. So, yes. And since my husband and I have a very energetic adolescent puppy this year, you can be sure I'm going to make sure... Uh, all the balls on the lower part of the tree are non-breakable. I'm going to make sure extension cords are out of the way. He's never touched an extension cord, but I don't want to set him up to right. fail. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'll probably be going to Home Depot or Lowe's and getting one of those cute little white decorative picket fences to put up around the tree and uh, and then decorate it also. Yep. So I was thinking for my Christmas card this year, I'll get out some some cheap unbreakable ornaments and some garlands and wrap the puppy up in them and take a shot of him having a blast. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Cardboard box wrapped up and let him destroy it. And then there you have wrapping go. paper all around him. Right, right. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and if I can get one of the kittens involved too, hey. Yeah, oh, that's God. what I'm looking for. Not worried about the dogs. They've all been through Christmases. Two kittens. Squirt model. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, That's, I did it last year with the one cat. Now I got two more to yes, start. Yes. I'm thinking, oh, geez. <laughs> That's how Squirt and Pumpkin lived through their first Christmas was oh, Squirt bottle in hand. Three in the living room. Squirt bottles. I got three <laughs> Squirt bottles. Yeah. But be careful you don't short out your tree. Oh, yeah. <laughs> squirt, squirt, zap. <laughs> Honey, why did the cat smell like pine? <laughs> oh, I'm doubling with misting the tree at the same time. Yeah. We have way too much fun with that. Yes. All right. Let's talk about something we haven't talked about yet in our podcast. You're going away for the holidays. What are you doing with the dog? Well... We spent, uh, I think, three podcasts last year talking about traveling with your dog. And the advice we gave you then still applies. And if you're traveling for the holidays, you can do it. Uh, takes a little preparation. Takes a little planning. Make sure that wherever you're going, the dog is welcome. Petra's daughter, Kayla, wanted to bring her dog. She's traveling over the holiday, but we did talk her out of it because yeah. that would have been a difficult situation would have been a Southern California, San Diego, German Shepherd going to the Northwest in yeah. snow. Yeah. And although he's got coat, he doesn't have... Not enough for the snow. He doesn't have the coat that a dog in the nor- Northwest has. Plus, yeah. he's got some <clears throat> neuromuscular problems, and he's got some allergies, and he would not have been comfortable up there no. at all. No. I mean, besides the cold, I was worried about with his, you know, his lower back and hips with the arthritis... 
Imagine mm-hmm. he'd be frozen stiff. He'd be so miserable and in pain. So, no. Oh, and Teddy he's... in pain is not quiet. Ow. No, Teddy, no, he's not quiet. No. <laughs> he lets everybody know he's not comfortable. And so for Teddy's case, even though Kayla really, really would have liked to have Teddy along, in Teddy's case, it's better for him to stay home. Think about it before you decide to take your dog with you. We love traveling with our dogs, and when possible, we do that. But sometimes they're better left behind. And make sure they're welcome. Yes, they've got to be welcome. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 All right, so we've got to, if you leave your dog behind, you've got basically two options. You can board your dog somewhere else, or you can call in a pet sitter. Or your third option, leave them home with your mom. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be me. (laughs) The live-in pet sitter. (laughs) So if you have families that are relatives you live with, just leave your dog home with them. There you go. There you go. Make sure he's welcome. (laughs) A lot of advantages. The routine stays pretty much the same. Food stays the the same. Water stays the same. He may miss you, but he's at home. Right. Mm -hmm. So along that line... If mom's not home either, let's talk about a pet sitter. With all due respect to mothers, fathers, best friends, neighbors, all of those wonderful people who volunteer to watch your dog, I suggest you get a professional pet sitter instead for a couple reasons. You never know when something's going to happen. Your neighbor may get in a car accident. Mm -hmm. Your neighbor may get busy. After it all, it is the holidays. Is your neighbor going to know what to do should your dog hurt himself? Does your neighbor know dog CPR? Yes. The benefits of a professional pet sitter are a professional pet sitter, especially one who belongs to an organization like International Pet Sitters Organization, does stress continuing education, pet first aid, CPR, they know what to do should your dog be unhappy. They, they know what to do should your dog act sick. I met with one the other day. I was called out on private training for a, a, a Doberman that the woman had become injured and couldn't walk her dog during this time of healing. So she had and, hired a pet And taking of, pain meds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was very impressed with the young woman. I... It was easy to talk to her. She knew what she was doing. I could see by the way she handled the dog and the leash and everything. Um, I was impressed. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, she only does one little area, so I can't recommend her to more people. <laughs> <laughs> well, Petra and I know a, a woman, and we'll give her a little plug here. She's just here in North County, Northern San Diego County, but Sue Grimshaw. We've known her for years, and she's done pet sitting, professional mm-hmm. pet sitting for many, many years. Her thing is she doesn't do reptiles. No. <laughs> no. She hates crickets. <laughs> she made it very plain she would never come to my house again uh-huh. if she had to feed reptiles crickets. <laughs> you didn't give me that option the first year. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's that's something if you have more than just dogs, does the pet sitter take care of all kinds of pets? Exactly. Eh. Know how to handle them all, how to feed them, what to feed them. Do they take care of uh, birds, reptiles, and so forth? Now... How do you find a pet sitter? Petsitters.com is mm-hmm. actually what the young woman that I was impressed with. I said, can I recommend you to my client? She goes, no. Uh, I, only, <laughs> I only work in this one town area. But she says, go to Petsitters.com and you can plug in your zip code and find out all the members of the organization that mm-hmm. are in your area. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I went, cool. I do suggest, one, calling the person out 
significantly ahead of time. Yeah. One, because over the holidays, they do book up very, very quickly. The uh, woman who does our website, kindredspiritscanine.com, also does pet sitting. And she's already booked for both Thanksgiving and Christmas. So pet sitters book up very quickly. The other thing is you're going to want to have the pet sitter out to meet your pets. Oh, one of the worst things that can happen is have your dog decide the stranger's not allowed in your house. Yeah, that'd be a little problem. <laughs> yeah. The dog or, napper's here. The dog napper's here. Or maybe they just don't click. Sure. sure. I mean, yeah. you never know. Yeah. So you want to make sure everything I don't is like everybody good. I meet. Yeah, exactly. We know Liz doesn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, did that slip out? Am I sitting in between them? Oh, dear. Let me pull back. I was going to say Dax. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Dax, right. the old dog that my husband and I lost this past year, she, there was a lot of people she would not have let in the house. Mm-mm. Well, Gina, my Rottweiler. I mentioned sure. that to you the other day. I said, if anything happened to me, oh, Liz, you or Pedro, they're probably the only ones that she would allow in the house. And that probably. Was Dax, I, I could go in there, your mom. Yeah, but that's, was, about that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. Now, my other boys, good friends could talk their way in. Uh, yeah. But sure wouldn't let a stranger in. But uh, good friends could talk their way in. Mm-hmm. But not with Dax. <laughs> She'd mm-hmm. a bitch yeah. in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. So you need to get the pet sitter out ahead of time. Some of the things you need to talk about. Where are you going to be when you mm-hmm. travel? What dates are you going to be gone? Are you going to be in several different places? How can you be contacted? What's your cell phone number? Is there mm-hmm. going to be cell phone coverage where you're going? Amazingly enough, cell phones are not universal everywhere in the world. Quite yet. <laughs> no, not even <clears throat> my house. <laughs> For my provider. Well, we Hanger won't. lives in a black hole. <laughs> we won't. We will not give them a commercial. No, 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 no. I just said my provider. Yep, yep. Does not work at my house. <clears throat> Make sure the pet sitter knows who your veterinarian is. And that your veterinarian has permission to treat the dog on your, um, mm-hmm. when you'll take care of the bill when you come home. Yes. All that sort of thing. Yes. Well, even when uh, you babysat my two boys for me, mm-hmm. we're good friends. We work together. We know each other well. But I called the vet and said, if there's a problem, treat them. Do anything that's necessary. I'll pay you when I get home. And they you make have a enough good. You have a good enough relationship with a vet to just call them and do that. I, yes. I suggest people write up a letter and send it. Oh, sure. Put it in the file. Sure. Like, well, yeah. we do the same. Besides Dr. Rocheri, who we all mm-hmm. use, um, our... Um, vet for the horses sure and i have done it i know each of our account if one of us is out and we're watching the other person's horses anything happens they have permission both ways sure it's already on the account yeah and that's that's smart i mean who knows we could get hit by a drunk driver Mm -hmm. anytime never know not my fancy van but yeah the driver would be sorry but the the driver would be very very sorry before they carted me off in the ambulance i would beat him silly (laughs) Needless to say, I like my van. <laughs> Don't mess with the van. <laughs> yeah. So what other things does a pet sitter need to know? Well, they need to know who your vet is, too. Oh, well, way. sure. It seems like obvious, yeah. but you know. Well, yeah. they need to first need to know about your dog. Does it take medication? When does it take True. medication? How often? If it needs does refills? Does it eat in the morning? Does it eat in the evening? Yeah, once a day, twice a day. How much food? Mm-hmm. What kind of food? Mm-hmm. What happens if they run out of food? Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, do not be bringing in store brand food yes to my house yeah definitely So make sure you leave enough food what else what commands they know sure guidance are they to take your dog out for a walk if so what kind of leash and collar 
will the dog try to escape from them? <laughs> exactly. You know, some dogs might get out that front gate and go, okay, this is a stranger. I'm out of here. Where's mom? You know, and that's probably when you get the sitter over early. Here's right? a leash and collar. You put it on my dog and you, and let me watch you. And let's you. go for a walk. Exactly. Let me watch you ha- handle him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. go for a walk. I mean, you guys can imagine somebody trying to take Bashir for a walk without me. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> who are you? Or Gina. Jo- oh, no, Joan, Jen. <laughs> I cannot imagine that. <laughs> Gina the fearful Rottweiler. Take me out of my house without my mom. Uh-uh. <laughs> no it's not going to happen. Ain't happening. <laughs> so, it's, you know, it, the old idea of calling in the neighborhood preteen to put a bowl of kibble down for your dog. Um, I, I think it's long gone. Yeah. We need to be careful. So just to sum up real quick for pet sitters, you can uh, find a professional pet sitter at PetSitter.com. You can ask for references from other dog owners that you know and respect and trust that might know of a good one. Have that pet sitter over ahead of time. Make sure they have all the instructions on your dog. Your dog knows them, is introduced to them. Book up your vacation with the pet sitter ahead of time. And make sure, I'm sure the pet sitter is going to have their own list of questions. Answer them honestly. And, uh, and make sure your veterinarian has all the information he needs to. Okay, we'll be right back in a minute. And we'll talk about boarding and some of the aspects you need to think about with that. So hold on. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. New York, the glitz, the glamour, the exciting muttropolis, the sparkling kitty city that never sleeps. Join us each week for Pets in the City with your host, Diane West. Celebrity pet sightings, hot events, and news and reviews with the hottest movers, shakers, and tail waggers in New York. So take a bite out of the Big Apple with Pets in the City every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz Palaika with me are Petra Burke and Kate Abbott and we're talking about the holidays again. Like I said, I can't believe we've been doing a year's worth of these podcasts. <laughs> it's gone by way too fast. <laughs> you might want to check out uh, last year's podcast. The information there obviously is still good. In the first half of this uh, this podcast, we talked about uh, the turkey carcass, uh, some preparations for Thanksgiving the and Christmas, Christmas the Christmas tree. We talked about finding a pet sitter should you be traveling. Let's talk about boarding. Now, I think we've all at one time or another boarded a dog. I have to admit, I would prefer to have my dogs um, stay with a good friend. Kate's watched mine a couple times. Patris watched mine a couple times. Now that my husband and I don't have Dax at home, we can huh. reciprocate at some point. <laughs> but uh, when we had Dax, we couldn't. It just plain and simple. It wasn't going to happen. But... Um, 
to me, that's my favorite. We've My husband and I have also had pet sitters in. But on occasion, we've also boarded our dogs. Go to the kennel is one of my suggestions and, and make sure you feel comfortable there with the level of cleanliness, the smell. I mean, you know, you may need to make an appointment. It's You don't want to rile up the dogs by just saying, I want to walk through at any time. Although it is nice to be able to walk through at any time yeah. so that mm-hmm. they're not making too many preparations for your tour. Right. And I know some kennel operators are not going to be happy with me at making that recommendation, but Patron and I have both worked oh, in yeah. kennels before, so have you, Kate. Uh-huh. Um, you and, should be ready for inspection at any time. And, oh, exactly. And, and obviously exactly. there's going to be a pile in a run or two, and there's going to be a, a little bit of pee here and there. But and that's understandable. But if they're like saying, um, no, why don't you come back in a couple hours? Why? Or at that point, go look for another kennel or right. place. And use right. your sniff that, test. Yeah. It should smell relatively clean. You're going to get a little bit of feces and urine odor from uh, the new pile or the new, yeah. new pee. Yeah. But it should smell relatively clean. half a block away. Right, right. And and it should look clean. I mean, the walls shouldn't be dirty and mussy and, and there shouldn't be piles of dirty laundry except right in front of the washing machine. Mm-hmm. It should be clean. The dog yards should be the same way, the exercise yards. Now, there's different kinds of kennels. Some have the dogs totally inside with outside yards. Some the dogs are indoor, outdoor. A lot of it depending on where you live and the climate. But the outside yards should be just as clean. Petra and I taught obedience training at one particular (laughs) boarding kennel, and we left because the yard was so filthy. Oh, it's awful. We would walk into the yard where they exercised the dogs and did doggy daycare, and where in the evening we were supposed to teach dog training classes. This is after it closed, so it should have been cleaned prior. Filthy. It was awful. Our dogs wouldn't want to do a sit because it was so filthy. I mean, how many times you and I spent 15 minutes cleaning Cleaning. the yard and trying to hose down icky piles, and oh my gosh, it was awful. So we finally left. It was just, it wasn't worth it. And if they don't have an outside, or even if they do, how often are they exercised? And how are they exercised, and who takes them out? Mm -hmm. We have a kennel that we recommend people to now that has, the dogs are inside, but they have a wonderful outside play area where dogs who are social can play together, have doggy daycare type of thing while they're boarding. Uh, They've got a little playground for them. And the staff is good. I, you know, there are some other facilities that have prettier, bigger, date, but I like the staff at this place seems in general to know what they're doing, especially the manager. And that to me is worth more than um, in half an acre of grass or whatever. Oh, definitely. I understand a lot of kids and especially teenage girls get their first job working at the kennel because they like all the animals and they mm-hmm. like dogs. And that's good. But are they being supervised? Are they being supervised? Um, Are the kids being supervised? Are the kids being taught? I have a problem when a pack of dogs are thrown out to the exercise yard and the dogs are only supervised by teenage kids. Right. That's how dog fights happen. Yeah. That's how dogs get hurt or worse yet killed. I I would like to see some more experienced people watching the dogs when they go out, especially in groups. A number of the kennels around this area or the doggy daycare centers, they now have webcam cameras. Sure. So you can plug in and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. It's a great way to keep them on their toes. Oh, definitely. And to see your your little fluffy frolicking while you're gone, know that they're okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> or so you can get on the phone and go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just saw that big dog beat up on my dog. <laughs> what are you doing about it? Well, the kind of off. We kind of well. Okay, I am. I am now currently pet sitting at my house. Right, a friend's dog. Because she had to go into the hospital unexpectedly. For emergency surgery. Yeah. Didn't didn't plan on leaving her dog alone when she went to the doctors that morning for an appointment. And so one of the questions she asked me was, is her little girl grieving for her? And um, I said, yeah, she did for a day or two. You know, then she got over it. And I was thinking about it today when I was over at Annie's house getting my hair cut. And I was, all of a sudden, Jasper, their Jack Russell Terrier, got off the couch and very determinedly marched to the door and leaned up against it and just stared out yeah, at the driveway. Yeah, Katie's gone. It was almost 3 o'clock. It was time for his mom to come home. Uh-huh. Okay. But she's gone. Right. She's yeah. gone for about a week. So I just watched him stare devotedly for about 15 minutes to give a sigh and go back to the couch. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. part of his routine to check. Right, right. And he moped a little bit afterwards, mm-hmm. and then he got over it. Yeah. I, I think definitely dogs do <laughs> grieve. Oh, yeah. And they know their routines, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they also live in the moment. And I think for the most part, once they get over their initial grieving, yeah. they uh, they can be distracted. I'm sure, well, the only time I've ever left Bashir was when he was a puppy and you watched him. I haven't left him as an adult. I'm sure he'd grieve. Mm-hmm. He'd probably pout good time and, and and try to make people, whoever's watching him, feel really, really bad. Right. But I also bet he could be distracted with a toy. He could yeah. be distracted with mm-hmm. some treats. He's not going to pine away and die. And that was the, the little one I'm I'm uh, sit, taking into my house right now. I mean, she ate. Sure. She didn't really want to play. She just kind of wanted to mope around. I didn't make too big deal about her. I just, you know, it's, oh, poor little thing. But let it go with that. Mm-hmm. Just let her be. And about the third day, she brought me a stick from outside and it was like okay now things are changed now she's bouncing around the house and playing with toys she she has adjusted yeah and at a kennel situation i think they adjust even faster because there's so much activity going on and that's i'm sorry that just reminded me of the flip side of her her owner's um question is she grieving for me oh she's having fun now oh she's not gonna miss me when i come back Oh, jeez. <laughs> Guilt trip on both sides. Oh, my God. No. I can't win that. She'll be very happy to see you oh, again. Yeah. Oh, Guilt trip on both <laughs> oh, sides. So expect that the first couple of days in the kennel, even if they're used to being there, and a lot of people do take the dogs in for doggy daycare a couple of times at least to get them used, the dog used to the facility. Mm, sure, exactly. Yeah. And whether they know it or, you know, to get the dog used to the idea that, yes, I'm leaving you, but I'm coming back too. Right, definitely. Another thing uh, to keep in mind is when Petra and I worked at the kennel, we would have people come in after they picked up their dog and say, what did you do to him? Did you not feed him? Did you not, I took him home and he was ravenous and he slept for five hours. It's a lot right. more activity at a kennel. Right. The dog may lose weight because he's more active. Mm-hmm. There's dogs coming and going up and down in front of his run, and, and he's probably not sleeping as much during the day. At yeah, home, exactly. he may be more sedentary. And so all of a sudden, he's there. It's Christmas. The kennel's full. Everybody's bouncing around. 
he loses a little bit of weight, which may not be bad. <laughs> it's usually a good thing with most of the dogs. <laughs> and so, yeah, he'll come home hungry and, mm-hmm. and tired, but it's a good thing. Well, you know, it's like us. It's like you travel, you're comfortable, you know, different hotels where you stay. But still, when you go home, something's You're home. You know, the dog's the same way. It's like, I'm home. (laughs) And they just relax. And of course, you're going to sleep more. And your appetite increases as well on top of everything else. Sure. Especially at the holidays. Sugar cookies. (laughs) Not that way. It's like, oh, I'm home. Oh, my, my corner of the room where the sun comes in through the window. Oh, yes, I'm back there again. Or oh, my yeah. little bowl that I know uh-huh. the clanks that it makes. In my oh, backyard sure. and, and all the smells in it. Yep. My yep. doggy bed. My, my yep. owner's bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's home. It's and home. that's always going to be comfortable. Yes. So anyway, for boarding, boarding's definitely an option. Some dogs who might try to be escape artists might even do better in a boarding situation than for a pet sitter. Mm-hmm. We certainly don't want your dog going dashing out the front door when the pet sitter tries to come in. I'm sorry. Another story. <laughs> Go ahead. Another story warning. Um, a friend, and she has four toy poodles, and they're okay. mo- the three of the four are quite small. Okay. So she's got a friend in the neighborhood that comes over regularly to stay with her dogs when she goes out of town. This time he stayed and he almost called in a panic, but he called another friend and together they were able to find the fourth toy poodle. Was hiding? He knew that it hadn't gotten out of the house because she was in her crate when he went to bed and he woke up in the morning without having opened a door to the outside. But she wasn't in her crate anymore. She had chewed a hole through the soft-sided crate. Oh, yes. Well... Let's, let, let's let's use those rigid crates. We know she's in the house, but well, she had gotten little little titty. What is she? Four pounds? Are we talking about Mary Lee's yeah, poodles? Yes, little. Oh, little Mary Lee's. Yeah. Oh no! And it had gotten Cody? under the bed, yeah, Janine. Oh, Janine. And mm-hmm. into the far, far, far corner. It just looked like a little dust ball. And was probably pouting big time. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So well, it took two people and many hours and the other three poodles helping to find her. Paul and I had that case with Havoc, our cat. My mom would come over to watch our cats when we were traveling. Well, that's because that snake was out. Well, no, Havoc <laughs> always did anyway. I couldn't find it, so of course I'm in a panic going... <laughs> oh, okay, so we're going... But he did disappear for actually a couple days. Story warning from Liz. My husband and I rarely get away from home without the pets. My husband and I decided to celebrate our anniversary in Las Vegas. We drove to Las Vegas. Petra agreed to watch our pets. Uh-huh. All was fine till the very last day. The last day. Does we're pets che- include reptiles? Yes. yes okay. We're checking out of the hotel, getting in the car, and heading west, coming home, and we get a panicky call from Petra. She's standing in the middle of the street out in front of our house where she had fled because she walked in the house, walked by the cat's bathroom where their food and litter box is, saw a yellow snake on the floor and said, oh, that must be a new dog toy. Mm-hmm. Well, it wasn't. It was our six-foot albino Burmese python named Seth. Yeah, Who wait, is, let, let's back up. Snake on the floor doesn't do justice to a six foot. Sixteen foot. Sixteen foot <clears throat> albino 
bright yellow albino Burmese python yeah. who was very that's, friendly. Yeah, that's not a snake on the floor. That's a piece of furniture. <laughs> you can you could Jeez. pick her up by her head and drag her back to the cage and she uh-huh. would not do anything. I'm sure yeah. you could. So anyway, yeah, exactly. Sure you could. No, so honey. she's in the cat's bathroom. No. So the first thing Paul asked, I think, did you count cats? <laughs> <laughs> and I tried. But I was missing one. <laughs> But you're always missing Havoc. Yes, Havoc yeah, always hides. But I was in a so, panic. So Paul says... <laughs> Is there well, an unusual lump in Seth's belly? <laughs> no, Paul didn't even go there. He said, just close the bathroom door. And Petra says, I'm standing in the street out in front of the house. We'll go back in the house and close the door. I can't! Petra, I take the broom. I did. Go back in the house, push the snake out of the way with the broom, and she did, did. and closed the door. When we got home, five hours later, she's still hyperventilating. You know, the year that I took care of everybody, the first thing I did was, look, is Seth still in the in his cage? Good. Okay. All right. See, that was smart. Then Let's I see. Now you're more. happy now because Seth so. is in a breeding colony and no longer in our home. <laughs> but they were on? calling me, asking me where Havoc was, if I've seen him. I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, God. No. <laughs> it was it was the next day when you finally called and said he, you found him right he was hiding in the back corner of the kitchen cupboard he, the poor cat yeah, below must, right yes below right back corner of he the he cupboard. must have got into have to go potty and, <laughs> and the oh my god <laughs> i don't well you saw what it did to petra yeah <laughs> poor havoc oh, poor, i would have been with him if i knew where you was <laughs> 60 feet. I mean, that's, they're able to bring down deer and water buffalo, aren't they? I mean, geez. Oh. Seth wouldn't even eat a live rat. We had to pre-kill his... He Did ate anybody frozen. tell Havoc that? Well, no. no. <laughs> he watched those Mutual of Omaha Animal Planet shows. He saw what Seth was capable of, not the what he Seth used is to. a very good snake. Standing up for the moral fortitude of a snake. Scared the living bejeebies out of me. <laughs> All right, moving on. (laughs) This holiday, if you've got to leave your pets at home, if you can't travel with them, just do some research ahead of time. Both a boarding kennel and a pet sitter. Both options can be very good depending on the individual pet, your individual family, your needs, your pet's needs. Obviously, if you've got a whole house full of critters like Petra and I do, a pet sitter is a much better idea. Yeah. It's kind of tough to take the goat and the 16 foot snake to the boarding kennel. Because only one comes out. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry, Seth. I know you're a good snake. Uh, As we go off on tangents. And that's why one of our our listeners emailed us and said, We're a hoot. Anyway, have a happy Thanksgiving, a Merry Christmas. We'll be back with more podcasts after the first of the year. All those good holidays. Enjoy all those good holidays. <laughs> have fun with your pet. <laughs> Even if it is a 16-foot snake. And there give them go. all Christmas presents. Yeah. <laughs> happy holidays, everyone. Seth, I'm wishing you a goat. <laughs> Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? 
Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> 